What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of We Everywhere, baby. I am your host, Omar, and with me, as always, the co-host with <laughs> As always, every day of my life, I see her. She's always there. She's always there. Every time I turn around, there she is. I'm here. Your favorite Nadia. <laughs> of all the Nadias you know, she's the favorite. You know? <laughs> it's the name you know, but you don't really know. You know? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, what? I feel like Nadia is a unique name, but a common name at the same time. That feel makes me on that? no. That makes no <laughs> sense. It's just like that's what I'm saying. It's a conundrum. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. All right. It makes no sense. I'm a magical mystery. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Naughty Mohan, everybody. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Quiet down the applause. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Where do we even begin? You know what? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Right? Finding us on your radio. <laughs> <laughs> on your radio? Did you turn the dial? Did you turn the dial? Find us and on you your radio? Find us? <laughs> <laughs> in between um, the mariachis and the static, we have Ruby. <laughs> uh, we have some stuff to talk about, but I wanted to bring something up that refers to the last show. Or, oh, yeah. So, if you guys remember, last week we talked about the Conjuring Marathon that we had gone on. You know, we sat down and watched all three of the Conjuring movies. None of the offshoot movies and all that, but... Which we've um, seen. We just didn't add them right. to the cycle, but which we, we, will. we will. We will. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got a message uh, from one of our uh, listeners who she actually uh, sends us messages a lot. So she's real cool. Um, I'm not going to put her, her whole name out just because, you know... I don't want to put her like family on blast, but what? what's up, Liz? This is oh, this I feel you. you. I feel you. So uh, let me read to you what what she wrote. She said, "After listening to today's podcast, I have to show you guys a picture. You guys talked about believing in ghosts or being possessed. I don't know if I believe it. One because I feel like the more I say I do, I experience more things, <laughs> which I kind of agree with. Yeah, you're more like open. People who are like, yeah, you know, there's a ghost there. All of a sudden, there will be yeah. something that makes you feel like a ghost. Yeah." Makes not makes you makes you feel like a ghost. Like I feel like a ghost. I feel like a ghost now. <laughs> I'm a ghost, ghost, ghost. <laughs> uh, what movie is um, that? What? I don't remember. I'm a ghost, 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 ghost. <laughs> what was that? For? How high? Oh damn! <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, go on. Uh, but anyway, oh, actually, she says. Anyways, this is a picture of my first uncle that passed away. 15 years later, my other uncle was uh, in a car accident and also passed away. And when that happened, the first uncle who passed away, whose picture they have, started to cry. Mm-hmm. Okay? And she's like, I don't know if I want to believe it or not. But mm-hmm. here's like the, the, the watermarks or tear marks left behind on the picture. And she did send us a picture. Mm-hmm. And you can see it's, you know, it's like a portrait, right? Right. It's, it's, it's painted portrait. Yeah. And there are, would you call these tear marks? Well, can I see it? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm zooming it in for you. 
like, mm, I mean, you know, it's kind of creepy. That, that one under the eye is kind of questionable because of the, the placement. Right. But. But there you go, Nadia. Ghosts. He looks like he's sweating. <laughs> Maybe he's sweating. <laughs> Maybe he was sweating. He's like, oh, I owe my brother 15 bucks. <laughs> He's going to come He's get about it. to come collect. I hate you so much. The disrespect. No. You can't even respect on. people's. That was. Um, no, come on. Come on. We're come not on, doing come on, this. We're not going to keep the guy going. No, but I, I just want to point that out that I, I thought that's like. I mean, know? that's a trip. That is a trip. And. Uh, it's hard because I go back and forth with believing it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I think that all of this um, is, it, I don't know if the, to some people that's proof and to other people, there could be a logical explanation for it. And they're like, Oh, well somebody was cleaning a wall and <laughs> sprayed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Like there's a, uh, there's an episode of uh, curb your enthusiasm. Right. Love where, uh, Larry David, uh, he ends up basically, well, I don't want to give it away, but he wets, a, he one. wets a Jesus yeah. portrait and they believe that it's Jesus crying. Right. Exactly. It becomes the whole thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure there, there's an explanation to it or do you know what I mean? Because it can't it's be trippy. disproven. You know what exactly. I mean? That's where I that's, live. That's family right there. So you know what I mean? That's where I live. I'm like, well, we can't prove that it's not real. So yeah. who's to say it's not? We don't know. Absolutely. We'll but again, know. you know, for real, uh, I know we're making jokes, but with all due respect, Liz, you know, to Liz's family, thank yes. you for sharing that. R.I.P. You know? Rest in peace to your family. And Sorry, we're so just <laughs> We just make jokes at all. See, this is the problem. I'm like that meme. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> One thing about me is I'm going to make a jokey joke <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in any situation. <laughs> I was literally just talking to Sandy about that um, when we went camping. And we'll get to that. Um, the reason why Omar and I sound like we're, we got these hoarse voices. <laughs> I know I do. I literally feel like I have like buckets of sand chilling in my like <laughs> That shit was so windy. Um what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we I, we were talking about that. That I have I'm one of those people that have a hard time um, not making a joke if it's there. If it the, the joke is there to grab, if it's fully presented, and just it's so hard for yeah. me to not go there because that's how I deal with shit. Like that's I look at things and I look at life as like okay, this is really shitty. I'm in a shitty place or this person's a shitty place or this situation is shitty. And if there's an opportunity to laugh at any part of it, I'm going to take that opportunity because that shit makes me feel good. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm of the same. It lightens the load for me a bit. Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm I'm like that too. Like at both both my grandparents' funeral, like I was outside making jokes. You know what I mean? It's just, (laughs) It's Your just, timing's worse than mine. Yeah, I uh, I have zero time. No time. Like mine, <laughs> <laughs> I go for it immediately. Um, and you know it's tough. It's tough because if if the joke is good enough, you know you'll get like a laugh, but kind of like come on. But if it's if it doesn't land, right, you're just like the biggest asshole exactly in, on the planet. So 
that's the risk I like to take with my life. <laughs> that's only that's only a part of it though, because even <laughs> this guy, even if the joke does land, there's still going to be a handful of people that find it distasteful, and that's their prerogative to think that oh, way. Absolutely, and you they know should. what I mean. And it's... they should because it is completely distasteful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's actually terrible. Uh, and oh, we're sick and twisted individuals. <laughs> but you know. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting because we were, we had, we were, I was just having that conversation and it it keeps becoming a reoccurring theme. I recently offended somebody. It was a, a too soon moment mm-hmm. and they were like, yo, I wish you didn't say that. And I was like, you know what? You are so right. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. My bad. This is how I deal with shitty situations. Not an excuse. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> but you know, the worst part is that there's always that part of you that's like, but it's just a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. Like, you know, you like, know what come it on, is. man. Like you haven't known me all my life. Like, right. There is that but, part. But yeah, no, though it's it's yeah, it's a tough line to you know to walk. Yeah, it's, it's a tight rope that we like to and, walk off in. And like we said, it's not necessarily because it's like, oh, here's a good time to really you know fuck up the moment or something do you know what i mean it's just no it's not about that it's just like you said it, she gets a little uncomfortable and yeah. you're like man i think this is everybody should just laugh and yeah 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 it's, it's like dolly uh, parton's character says truvy in steel magnolias laughter through tears is my favorite emotion <laughs> and of course we follow all of dolly's teachings that's one of my favorites so <laughs> It really so is. It's the best. That's the best emotion. Yeah. And okay, <clears throat> I'm going to do a great little transition. So, speaking of laughter through tears, mm-hmm. every time, the few things, right? We went camping. Yeah. We'll get to that. While we went camping, we dabbled in some shrooms. Damn near every time I do shrooms, mm-hmm. I laugh through my tears. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't think <laughs> terrible transition. But when you say, yeah, that didn't <laughs> that wasn't what you thought it, it was, was going to be. It was mapped out so nice in my mind and then as I started I knew it wasn't right and I was like I'm just going to keep going <laughs> because you're like check this out. I was trying to navigate it so hard. Speaking of whatever that is, I'm going to blow your mind with whatever this is. <laughs> and then you're <laughs> whatever whatever okay clean me up clean me up man so good i think okay (laughs) i think the when you say i laugh through my tears it it sounds like you're like sad and crying but trying to laugh through it i think we've we've mentioned it before um (laughs) particularly when you know when there's mushrooms but you can get to the point where you're laughing and cry so much that you just can't stop your eyes just start crying, Poor crying, buckets. crying. yeah so that's <laughs> that's a very <laughs> yeah it's a very interesting fact about you <laughs> it is that's a fact it, and i can't stop once i get on the train it's so hard to get off like it's it takes a while it's not an instant thing that i can just turn off it's yeah like i gotta ease my way out the first time that it happened i remember being like worry was like, that in joshua tree on? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but i've since learned and it, were you gonna say something it, it's just a great feeling oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean it kind of sucks a little because i can't stop crying but 
Um, I find it to be very cleansing, to be honest. Um, it, it's like, I'm so happy, but then it almost feels like, I think that I have, I used to cry a lot as a kid and growing up and I used to be made fun of it for like a lot, my whole family. Oh, she's crying again and blah, blah, blah. And like actually kids, <laughs> no, truly little kids. Well, it all began. <laughs> oh my goodness. When I was like, probably like three or four. <laughs> no, uh huh. And we lived in Long Beach and the neighbor kids, I don't know why I would cry really easily. So I don't know what, what made me cry or what they did to make me cry. But the minute I started crying, mm -hmm. they would start chanting, baby, baby, suck your thumb. Don't forget your bubble gum. <laughs> And then they would chase me, and I would cry even more, and I would run all the way and home. Chase and they would chase me singing that. <laughs> Isn't that mean? I was a baby. I was a baby. I, I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> this really happened, okay? So then... It's just funny, because I... <laughs> the fact that you're like, I ran away. Right. Like, all all this is, I understand that. Like, bullies <laughs> are making fun of you, you're running away. But then you're like, I'm a baby. So I'm just picturing this. Well, like not a, a baby. baby. I know, baby. I know. But in my, <laughs> in my head, it was just like this baby. <laughs> like, you know, like, just bow-legged running. <laughs> like a the... toddler? No. no like, I wasn't like, that little. Anyway, no, but I understand. You were a kid. Yeah, so um, <laughs> they started taunting me about that. And then growing up, like, I just always cry. I could cry at the drop of a hat. It was just uh -huh. constantly crying. So I'm like, oh, there she goes crying again, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My sister would poke for me. Oh, you're just going to cry again? It was just always a thing. So then I feel like as an adult, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know if it's a subconscious thing that I like try not to cry anymore or that I'm even aware that I, because I feel like I don't cry that much anymore, which is a good thing. <laughs> relatively right well i mean you don't want to be like a sopping mess all the right. time you know but it's like but even in situations that are that deeply affect me mm -hmm. it's like it takes me a long time to get to that point of crying okay it, i've learned other ways of dealing with it comedy is one of them mm -hmm. so i'll crack the jokes instead of crying mm -hmm. and i never get to that crying place so therefore maybe when i do shrooms i need to release all those tears that i have not <laughs> cried <laughs> boom just gave myself therapy <laughs> you feel me though you follow me you follow me yeah i mean i see what you're trying to say yeah almost um, not about that stuff no i mean the thing is that when it comes to when well, we, we when it comes to, to feelings and emotions, I hate them. <laughs> when it comes to all this feeling shit, I just don't have it. So I, I don't really understand you. <laughs> no, really. No, what I was, what I was saying was, when you do cry, outside of you know this very specific right, you know scenario. It's never very long. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like I've whatever it is that you do, you know, that makes you not that way. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen you like lay around and cry for like you know for what I would consider to be an inordinate amount of time. Right. Like, 
um you tear up at movies easily and stuff like that like everybody else or whatever um but then again i mean and i don't know if i'm, I'm not patting myself on the back here but i also don't feel like i really put you in positions where like i would no. make you cry yeah you don't therefore like the only time i really see you ball is when you're having a ball like it's when you're having the best time of your life it's really confusing yeah. <laughs> she's crying now she's one day crazy. i'm gonna come home and you're gonna be crying your eyes right. out and i'm like well what did i miss yeah. let me go ahead and start drinking or, you know what i mean you're gonna be like ah, no. oh we're partying my world is ending <laughs> yeah i'm the opposite i don't know <laughs> but if you want to know the last time that this happened to nadia it was this past weekend when we went camping it was like we had said. it was light though i didn't get too heavy yeah yet. yeah this was this is all a huge segue huge, the biggest segue <laughs> into the our trip we went camping yes so um our friend uh chef nigel henderson um, friend of the show friend also of the show has been on our uh, yeah, he did, our, he did our crawfish episode. Mm -hmm. He taught us how to eat uh, crawfish and stuff like that. So he and Omar's co-host on the Gumbo Pop podcast. Absolutely. Um, he does uh, a camping trip every year. It started off with a couple of friends, and it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and he calls it Campapalooza. I think he's even got an IG now for it. But essentially, he sets up an entire camping trip along with you know. The sites, uh, uh, sites meaning, you know, the campsites, and then he feeds you the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome because, you know, you're having a chef who's cooking you outside of the normal camping food mm -hmm. because it's just a little bit more upscale, a little mm -hmm. bit more delicious, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and we've been doing it. I've gone three times. This was Nadia's second year. Mm -hmm. And uh, this time we went out to Sandy Flats Campground. Mm -hmm. Near in, Kern River. In Caliente, California. <laughs> and Lord, it was. It was it so was hot, guys. Hotter than balls. It was so hot. Man. And not only is it hot, it's really windy and dusty. Like, there's like yeah. a lot. Well, it's, it's not dust. It's sand because you're near the river. So it's mm -hmm. that sand sediment. And it, you get really good gusts of wind, which is actually very helpful because it's, well, the last time I went, since this is my second time, we did go to the same campground. It wasn't as hot when we went. Correct. So this time around, I think because we went in August, it was just blazing. Mm -hmm. So that wind, they are known to get, it gets windy at that camp uh, ground. That wind was like our relief from the heat, at least, because you would get those cool gusts. But of course, it would blow the dust. Yeah. And like my throat is just trashed. <laughs> Plus, for some reason, I scream a lot when I'm partying. Well, you know, you're trying to talk over the music. Yeah. Or, you know, I laugh every, loud. Everybody's laughing. Yeah. Because honestly, it's a good group. Every time we've gone, there's never been any issues. Mm -hmm. Like, it oh. was a it, it it's a decent group of people having a good time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you don't really have to worry about the food. You know, when do we start cooking? When do we this? When do we right. that? So you tend to just like maybe drink a little bit more, <laughs> smoke a little bit more, whatever. Uh hang out in the river longer than you normally would. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you don't have to go start dinner. But I will say that because we did go to the same campground, we did notice, unfortunately, that this drought 
or you know man or or whatever because i heard it's a there's a combination okay? okay but the the river that runs in our campground when we went i guess last year no well no a year, and year half about ago, a year and a half we ago in 2019, mm-hmm. it was decently uh running like it, yeah. the current was strong uh there was a lot of water it was right up to the campground this year we went and the we could walk across the entire river basically. Mm-hmm. So that was really sad. You yeah. Know what I mean, but we still had some water, so we still had some, you know, had a good time. Yeah. But, we went rafting. But yeah, but, you know, again, shout out to, to Nigel and the, the Camp Upalooza situation because it's always a good time. And having a chef there is, is just like, <laughs> man, it is very nice. Let me tell you. But, uh, should we start? The, like just kind of the the whole camping story from the preparation what, of it all because we Nadia and I are have have a <laughs> different conflicting. way of preparing for a camping oh trip. Oh my god, this guy! Uh, well, according to the Alsa Bar Handbook <laughs> on how to live, if you are camping, you should be extremely uncomfortable and have bare minimal essentials. <laughs> that's the only way to camp. And if you're not doing it that way, you're not camping. <laughs> this weekend, Nadia said to me, I think your family thinks camping means being uncomfortable. Because <laughs> we went... <laughs> so before we left, we went to your parents' house to go get... Um, We borrowed their tent. Right. We took both of the tents. We took both of their tents, one for Mark, one for us. And, you know, we were just kicking in with your parents, um, hanging out before we leave. And your mom's like, are you guys taking pillows? And we're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, how many? <laughs> uh, one each? Is that the right answer? <laughs> like, I was, like, nervous to say. <laughs> so, it was... <laughs> For context, it was like my parents were, it, it's kind of a thing we do in the family where we just, you know, we just kind of talk shit to each other, whatever. So my dad, be, okay, because because Nadia's makeup is always like on point, even if it's not, you know, for going out. That's just not go, true. I'm going to tell you this. You don't go over there without yes, makeup I do, very, baby. very rarely, very baby. rarely. But my dad has, well, fine. If, if we want to sit here and have an times. argument about that, we okay. could do that. But otherwise, <laughs> you could just let me keep go finishing on. this nonsense. Yes, go. My dad has told me that you always look good. And he said, huh? that must take her forever. She must really care. She about- must be so ugly. She must be- <laughs> no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because have you? I saw her once without makeup, man. And fuck me, he said. He was like. That's got to take that her must hours. Take her forever. He because he doesn't understand makeup. He thinks you know it's a super long process, yeah. and that you know that means that you must be super into makeup, and you're a makeup artist. Yeah. So when all we are started, not lies. When I know, but when we're talking about going camping, he's like, "Oh, are you gonna take your makeup?" He goes, "Oh, you're gonna take your makeup and all of that, <laughs> and your hair straightener or something like that, the hair dryer." <laughs> I was like, what? No. <laughs> and then he sits there laughing at himself. <laughs> yeah, he laughed at himself <laughs> right after he said it. 
Like that's how when you're like, what does your dad think? I was like, listen, look, he can't even say it without laughing. And then my mom goes, that's when my mom tagged it. He's like, oh, she goes, oh, I bet you're gonna take pillows too. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, what? I was like, mom, please, you. My mom was the one that was always trying to put us in a cabin because uh, one of the campgrounds we used to go to, she used to put us, always try to put us in a cabin. So. My dad is the one who's the... He likes to be rugged. Who's the, yeah, rough and tough camper. So that's where they were making fun of us. Yeah, but your mom wasn't down for the air mattress or, or a pillow either. That's My what she was, was saying. Of course that's what she was saying. But she's a liar. She's <laughs> <laughs> she, she lying. <laughs> and and if we didn't have it, it's again because my dad was very much like, nah, we don't need that. Right. So she had no choice. She was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's, it's funny. And then meanwhile, I grew up like, the thing is, is that we grew up camping. Like we camp, we camped a lot. Mostly we went to Yosemite, um, but we've had different experiences as opposed to like, we've done the cabin thing. We've done an RV. We've done regular tenting. We even did the tents in Curry Village in Yosemite where they're like, it's a hard platform, but at the top is a tent. Um, that to me is not as fun only for the reason that like you are so backed up to everybody. You're so close to all the tents mm-hmm. and you, there's no communal space. You can't have a fire pit or sit outside and have, you know, eat and hang out, whatever. It's like, that's where you go to sleep. That's it. Right. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, no, I feel you. It's like camping or, to me, it's like camping or RV. Those are the options. Right. But this time we decided to do the tent thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because I'm just like, I was like, I'm not, if I'm going camping, I don't want to get an RV. That's called like RVing. No, it's called glamping. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't want to glamp. I want to camp. So I don't mind it. Like I was like, I sleep on the floor just in a sleeping bag. It's no big deal. Like whatever. Yeah. He doesn't even want to have an air mattress. Um, so we're like, let's just go get my... I'm like, let's just get my parents' tents. My parents haven't gone camping in years. Let's just go... Whatever. And then you're like, we should check them. And I was like, check them. This guy. <laughs> yeah, check them. And then the funny thing is that we had two tents because my brother was going. So I told Mark, I'm like, you check the tents or whatever. And then we just kind of kept put, pushing it off. We. You know? mm-hmm. So, we. well, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your one job, right? Uh-huh, we. My one job. <laughs> Listen, I gathered a lot of shit. We'll get into that later. <laughs> I mean, yo, this is all the preparation talk. So, uh, did we check them? Well, no, we didn't check the tents. <laughs> um, so, we're like, whatever. And <laughs> we're driving up there and we're like, man, we didn't check these tents. And what happens if, if you know, there's something missing? And I basically exactly like, why I suggested like, we check the tents. So we get there, we open the tents. <laughs> Our tent is complete, but it's missing the stakes. <laughs> so I we can't essentially you know, secure it to the ground. And as I mentioned before, this is a windy campground. <laughs> But it's also a campground that has a ton of rocks. <laughs> yeah, like, true. And not, you know, so like we we get a rock for every corner, and we'll be fine. Like yeah. it's not a big deal. My brother's tent, on the other hand, 
Every single rod was broken. <laughs> there was no rope. <laughs> yeah, they have a string or a rope. I mean, a rope, like an elastic rope that, that basically makes them snap into place. And it was gone. So he basically just had a tarp. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody and, luckily had extra and he poles. Was like, Dude, we got to go to the store. Yeah. <laughs> got to buy a tent. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, actually, they gave him an, an entire like an entire tent it's just like i happen to have an extra tent oh that wasn't even his Mm -hmm. got it well he got lucky with that because he didn't even have the raft either and then we went and got a raft at like what big five or something and it was like a pool one (laughs) like popped (laughs) it was like all messed up and deflating in the water he was like pouring out water out of his canoe his blow up canoe (laughs) Well, so how we, the Elsa bros do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we... Well, do you want to go to the, talk about the river then? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that went into the boat and all that. And I was like, we could talk about that if you want. Sure. So we all link up uh, and we all bring our river tubes, you know. And we had all learned from previous times we've gone there that, like it or not, you have to buy one. The river that one. is. You know, a river inner tube or whatever. You know, the river runner or whatever. Mm-hmm. They got a harder, you know, they're made out of like thicker, better plastic, thicker plastic. So all the rocks won't hurt it. And like you said, Mark just is like, no, I want a boat. So, <laughs> <laughs> instead of getting an inner tube, he buys a, a basically a little boat um, that should come with oars. <laughs> but he's like, nah, man, that one's like. I don't know, it was like 20 extra bucks. It was like it was like a big enough price difference that I didn't feel comfortable giving him shit about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're just like, dude, it's $5. Get the name. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like, oh, I feel you. $20. And he's like, I'm not. It was something like that. It was like a, a price difference yeah. that I was like, I'm with you, bro. It's noticeable. Fuck the oars. <laughs> <laughs> so he buys it. He's got no oars. And we all go and we all start tying up. And again, because the river's so low. The rapids part of the river, you could basically, you know, hit a rock or two. And he hit that rock, but it... it well, it, it only shredded. Popped. It shredded. It, it put a slice in the middle part. So the outer tube wasn't, was fine. you know, it, it wasn't deflating. <clears throat> yeah. So he didn't know there was a real issue. And he just thought that from those tiny rapids that we hit that he had gotten water in his boat and he just kept emptying <laughs> emptying emptying water out of this thing <laughs> and how long would you say it took it took us to get from it was the, from beginning to to where the rope was you think like five minutes i feel like it was quick five to seven minutes i think max yeah. right <laughs> and in that he was he spent five to seven minutes trying to, <laughs> and he was dunking his beer cans in there and like pouring them out and stuff yeah. like that, like trying to capsize, trying to capsize. It. He was capsizing. no trying to keep it from capsizing. Yeah, Sorry, was, you're right. He was trying to capsize. Um, so he was like, "Man, I think there is a problem with my boat." And I was like, "Yeah, man, you've taken on water." So he gets out, and everybody's like, "You know what? We're gonna run the rapids again." So he's like, "I'm gonna do it again." So he runs out, and on the way back, the whole thing gave out. Yeah, because by the time he done. made it to where we were. He was wearing the boat as like a life jacket. <laughs> like, it was done. 
Yeah, so suggestion to you guys, if you're going to a river type situation, don't bring your pool floaties. They never work. Omar and I did that la- the first time, and <laughs> that didn't end Yeah, so that's, well. you know, we didn't know. I didn't even know what we were doing, like, the first time. I was like, sure, I'll, I'll bring some pool floaties. Yeah, I had to go with you, because, you know, also I feel like every campsite's kind of different as far as where you go camping and the elements around you and what you need for those elements. So I had gone already. So I kind of knew all the shit we were going to need, you know, so that helped out. And then we just loaded Amazon up and <laughs> got what we <laughs> needed. So, but yeah, it was a good time. Um, what else did we do? Excellent food from Nigel. Um, we didn't really get to play any games because it was so windy that like, yeah, a- anything we wanted to lay out, like if it's right. even playing cards or something was was just not gonna happen at nighttime it could have it died down yeah that first i remember you said you saw those people playing till like five yeah, in the but morning they were in a whole nother section of the oh. campground you know what i mean i think that the sites where we are gets the they most were wind. getting a lot yeah a lot more wind than, than the other ones at least when we were walking around mm-hmm. you know what i mean um especially because the communal area ended up being our old right, camp spot right there yeah exactly where we so. almost lost our tent yeah. <laughs> listen to last year's camping episode <laughs> don't we talk about it on the podcast no no i swear at some point we shared the story or oh, did i say it on ladies like us you might have said it on ladies like us maybe yeah. that's what it was <laughs> dang go back to ladies like us guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> But the, there was a night where we did, you know, you do the glow stick thing. Yeah, little. Saturday night with a glow stick party. <laughs> and you're out there just having, you know, uh, a blast. We did shrooms. But that was exactly, see, so that was the night that we, we got into that. And surprisingly, more people than I remember brought, yeah. you know, mushrooms to the party. It's because mushrooms are trending right now. People are into them. I mean, it. I'm going to say this much. I, I like them. And I, when we do do them, mm-hmm. we don't normally do enough or, you know, how, how, whatever the necessary need for it to be like, whoa, I'm we traveling through it safe. space. We always do it enough so that we're laughing, but, yeah. you know, but it's never. We play it safe because we're not sure how much yet. Yeah. So. I think that you and I have kind of reached that place where we could probably step it up a little more because we've done it enough times to know, okay, this amount makes us like this. Yeah. And what, especially with you and your tolerance, you kind of want to experience a little more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember, I remember in high school, um, I did them like once or twice and that was when you were eating a ton. Mm -hmm. It was just like, no, just eat more, eat more. And then that's when like walls would breathe and stuff like that. And um, then people just stopped having them that I was around, right? It it went, not that it went underground. It just wasn't my scene anymore. And then now I was like, well, I just like to do it because it really does, I feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then there's no, I was like, there's no after effects no. Or, or no anything. They never make me dizzy. They mm-hmm. never make me, you no, know, it's sick. always just like, uh, you want to have a good time tonight and just, you know, if you're lucky, the lights will have a little bit of a extra glare. And during the day, everything just is a little bit yeah. prettier. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, well, that's the thing is that I was trying to tell everyone that 
we need to try do them before it gets too dark. Because once it gets too dark, it's dark. You're not seeing much. And I think right. a lot of people do shrooms because they think it's a party drug and they want to do it at night and party, but it's like so much better to do it during the day. However, because it was so hot where we were, yeah, we were kind of like not really trying to do them in the middle of the day, in the middle of the heat. So we were trying to do it around like dusk, right? As it was starting to get cooler mm-hmm. and darker. Mm-hmm. Um, but we came out of that river too late and then people went and changed and kind of like, took naps and all that kind yeah. of stuff so we didn't the timing wasn't really right uh it wasn't as prime to feel the prime effects of it all because i feel like if people always ask you know am i gonna see weird shit am i gonna see all these crazy things like what am i gonna see blah blah, blah. and it's like it doesn't necessarily work like that always um i've had many different experiences on them mm-hmm. i have had moments where i do see crazy things and it's more of just like it's not that my 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 eyes are seeing that in front of me. It's my mind takes me there. I allow my imagination to go wherever it wants to go, mm-hmm. and it's taken me to places. For ex- for example, one thing that I vision that was just insane was that I was standing in front of this medieval castle, and it was <laughs> on fire, and I could feel, and it was more of a sensory experience. I mean, that's pretty like. That's pretty extreme. Yeah, though. It's, no, it is extreme. Now you're saying you're not only not like feeling fire or feeling the heat, but you're also seeing a castle. Well, yeah, it was like, when I closed my eyes. That's what oh, I'm saying. It's all okay. this is all in, that's okay. That's yeah. different. All right, it's okay, where my, my but but the connection of like making it feel real wasn't like I wasn't just seeing it. The fact that I could feel the heat and mm-hmm. feel like this hot wind blowing on me because my brain took me there. Mm-hmm. That's what what it was. You know, so I've had that. That was my most extreme. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and read anything as extreme since then. Um, there was another time that Nas and Miguel have this printed wallpaper on their wall of, mm-hmm. of famous people's faces. So they have like Jimi Hendrix and Marilyn Monroe and Einstein and, and Salvador Dali. And they're just lined up like a grid. <clears throat> and I remember one time. I think Aaron was there and I think she saw it as well. Cause also that's another thing. I feel like once somebody says, Hey, can you see that your brain wants to kind of see it already? And you, right. It's just that somebody hasn't planted that seed of like, Holy shit. Look at this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it looks like the green. How do I explain it? Like just the way that money looks mm-hmm. the green, fine lines, mm-hmm. that kind of look. Right. The whole wall looked like money print. Yeah. And I could see like green lines on the wall. So it's just kind of crazy what your brain conjures up or manipulates on the wall to kind of take a different shape or whatever, if you will. So um, another time was when we went to um, our anniversary in Big Bear. I'm sorry, not anniversary. Proposal in Big Bear Mm -hmm. in the log cabin, right? And Alan and I were looking at the logs on the wall. And the wood grain was just pulsating and moving and vi- it just was crazy. So that's just a part of it that you may experience. It's not every time. Not everybody always sees that. But you really do have to hone in and focus on something. I really think that that's a part of it. That it's not just going to automatically pop out to you kind of a thing. Right. I mean, I think that to the point of, of something you said earlier is... I think a lot of people, 
especially like because we had some newbies and stuff like that and um when they're doing it some people will like try to not force it mm-hmm. but just be like okay what is it that i'm feeling yeah like, you're looking and, too and hard you, like analyze it and right how does my body feel and like and i feel like you can just kind of talk yourself out of mm-hmm. really experiencing anything because you're focusing on what it is that you could be seeing yeah. you know what i'm saying um and like i said i'm not like i said like you said taking them at night as a party drug mm-hmm. if you're not going to be at like a kick-ass concert or something mm-hmm. where there's something really visually stimulating. stimulating yeah. Yeah. Taking it at night, maybe if you're just going to lay back and see the stars, that could have helped out a bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you're camping, taking them, like you said, when there's still some a nice sunlight, you can see all the trees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of the best. I agree. So I feel like when we do party at night, that's when you and I, when we were like, okay, well, there's no reason to try to, induce some kind of you know visual if i'm not going to say sit still and close my eyes yeah or so that's when we started splitting them and we were yeah, just like oh really you know what? we kind of just enjoy that we split what our normal dose would be mm-hmm. and then we just kind of laugh and you, like you said you're like at least this way i cry but I, it doesn't you know it doesn't yeah. uh overtake <laughs> yeah i just i felt really like happy that. it's just for me i feel really euphoric it's it's just a state of euphoria and a release that it gives me that um i feel oddly more clear-minded and clear-headed and i feel more connected to my surroundings i feel more connected to people and i feel just more present in the moment and i think that that's why also why people like to do them in nature is because you feel connected to your environment. You you notice that the trees are breathing, that you're just around everything that is alive and living. And it's just, it's a really cool experience. And so that's, you know, Joshua Tree is a great place to do them. Um, just get outside and do them. That's the best. You and I've had good experiences inside too. But again, it's because we were watching something cool and we set the whole mood of the room and, and we work together and enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. So that's just our take. But what's cool is that I don't know if we're done talking about camping yet. No. I mean, You're yeah, not, we, no, we feel free to transition. Well, just because we're on the subject of mushrooms, Omar and I did end up watching Fantastic Fungi or Fungi. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say fungi. That's how I say it. And and actually, shout outs to Taylor Kavaner. Yeah. She's the one that told us to make sure we watch that. She did do so, us that suggestion. Uh, we went ahead and threw that on. And it, if you guys haven't seen this documentary on Netflix, on Netflix, you Netflix. should Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you should find it because it's really, it's really dope. It really is for many reasons. Um, moving art, also. What? Yeah, so, so is that a style? So, no, moving art. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't. It's not like I looked into it, but right from what you know, there was a you know series or whatever, like a visual series called Moving Art uh-huh. that was on Netflix for a while. I remember that we would fall asleep to it for yes. for a bit. And it was just like really cool visuals of nature stuff, really so, close up shots. Yeah, just a bunch of and, really dope cinematography. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I mean? And um, did they do a lot of slow mos too? Yeah. Yeah, just everything. Or no, that you no, not slow mo. There's all everything. They was do in do slow mo. Yeah, they do it all because it's the same. I was thinking time lapse. Yeah, they do like all, all the tricks, <laughs> all of them. And what they did was they I either paired up with you know the documentary maker or whatever of this uh, fungus 
Among Us <laughs> uh, documentary, and it's really good. So visually, it's totally worth it. But also the facts that they're giving you, um, for somebody who's, like I said, has been slowly really kind of just accepting, you know, mushrooms into my life. Like as far as, you know, the psychedelic side or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was really like just interested into in, in all the uh, other uses and medicinal, I mean, medicinal properties. You read about that all the time. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of stuff in this documentary that really. That is, facts is, that we is didn't very know. Wor- it's very much worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, like (laughs) well (laughs) can you give us one they were saying that the 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 fungus that you'll find the most throughout the world is was it mycelium Mm -hmm. and um, that it's all you know it grows underground and it's essentially like a network oh yeah yeah okay and it essentially shares information via electronic pulse or electric pulse like like nerve endings like yeah like nerve endings like neurons Mm -hmm. and this network it it just it it's vast and it grows completely underground um it's literally under all all the plants all the trees like everywhere what do they say you could walk for 30 feet i don't remember there was some crazy fact i'm not going to butcher that one (laughs) never mind (laughs) abort There's some crazy facts about the mycelium. <laughs> but they're saying that it allows, you know, like plant life to talk to each other through yeah. this network. Yes. Which um they also said that they found out by studying this mycelium that that plants now recognize their kin. Mm-hmm. That's is, that's the part that tripped me out crazy. majorly. Yeah. That that these plant like a tree could you know, recreate, uh, reproduce more trees and then know which ones were the ones that they recreated. Mm-hmm. And they could feel through those, that mycelium network underneath, they could feel when that one was in danger, i.e. like, let's say it's getting a virus or pesticide, you know, are, are attacking it. And they had ways of like helping them out and sending them. I don't know how it worked. No, well, but what they were saying was that they would, they would like, I don't I, again, now we're butchering it, right? Because we were watching. We were so like, whoa, look how cool this is. Right. A lot of this stuff was going over our heads. I need but, to watch it all over um, again. There's a I lot know of information. for sure they were saying that it that through this network, because they can you know feel each other, talk to each other, however you want to look at it, that they can tell when there's predators or something that's just right. endangering their survival. Right. So they will push like their the growth of their new plants mm. further away there you go so it like helps them to be like okay we're not going to grow here anymore right and they end up growing further away where they're like free of that stuff why um but they were also calling it the digestive tract of the forest yeah because that's that's, that's exactly what, what do. it does yeah it eats it just eats everything it's but also too remember they were saying that the way that the mushrooms are constructed mm-hmm. the network that is inside of them as well is very similar to like what we have inside of us yeah absolutely so it's just it just all kind of makes sense as to why these little mushrooms are so magical and give us so many benefits it's just they they're the one thing that has survived since the beginning of time like they they were showing that they lived through the ice age 
yeah and survived all of that so it's just it's they're just wild I, yeah and I, it's it's important to know that the documentary is not a documentary about drugs like it's no. not a you know there is a you know there are those documentaries mm-hmm. about you know specifically psilocybin and and you know hey let's go trip you know what i mean right um but this one is giving you a, a, just a lot of information just on the fact that we should have been studying, you know, this a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and th- they're everywhere. You know what I mean? Fungus is everywhere. What, what were they calling? Them? They were calling them some that were called uh, saprobes or rotters. Mm-hmm. And that those are the ones that you make cheese with mm-hmm. or you make beer with or mm-hmm. like anything from fermentation or anything. So that it's, we're already using it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But there's, there's so many other things they can do. They didn't. They, okay, this is a really good part of the document for me. I thought this was amazing. I know. Part they did say. an an experiment with like for oil spills. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had essentially like three. They did three oil spills and treated them separately. Mm-hmm. You know, one with like a chemicals, one with some other kind. They did one with enzymes. Uns- one, enzymes. One was a control, like n- nothing. Right, exactly. And oh yeah, it was control enzymes, and then they treated the one spores. Spores. And you know, long story short, not only did the spores, you know, soak up all of the oil, like the, the you know the mushrooms that came from mm-hmm. the, from the spores. They absorb the oil. And we're talking diesel fuel, mm-hmm. like petroleum, petrol, you know, all that. And it the, the fungus that grew, in, even in that oil spill that they created, sucked all that oil up. And not only that, but then produced mushrooms, which then produced or attracted insects, mm-hmm. which then because of the insects, it attracted birds. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, they had an oasis in this oil spill that yeah. they had. Like, its own created. little ecosystem it's, that was created straight was from the amazing. mushrooms. Yeah, it really was. That was one That was one of the coolest things, I, I think, too, in that. And also, too, that they what people have been showing is that they're learning how to take mushrooms and reconstruct them to create other things that are completely decomposable so that once whatever product that we're making once it's done instead of building more trash in this environment which we have too much of and have a hard time breaking down it 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 essentially breaks down because it's made out of mushroom and it's decomposable so it's just really really cool all the advancements they're making and and just everything that we have to learn from them. Um, yeah, I just really recommend that you guys watch. And it's visually stunning also. Like, yeah, we like, did get super high and watch it. And we were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this shit looks amazing. I mean, there's a ton of stuff in it that, that you're going to find amazing. Like um, like you said, the, the compostable like mm-hmm. packaging mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They were... Um, God, I wish I remember the the guy's name with the hat. <laughs> I know, and he's such an important figure in this world of not mushrooms. Just, not just gonna look up. I'm gonna his, look him up. His name somehow, but he was basically saying that um, he is is figuring out a way of doing what I like to call a fungus raid, which was uh, uh-huh. kind of like pesticides where the where the fungus is. Oh, Okay, let's say termites. Termites, when they're wandering around, they can recognize a fungus, okay, and they avoid it. But if uh, one of them doesn't, when they get back to the nest, 
the guards, if you will, that are that are at the front of the nest won't let that termite come in because it has that fungus because they know that it's bad for them. Mm-hmm. So this guy figured out how to you know grow a fungus that they are not afraid of or aware of. So they will take it in. Nobody flags them, and before you know it, the whole colony is dead. Mm-hmm. And those spores will then keep the termites from coming back to that particular area. So he said he's and he's tried it with a lot of other, you know, pests. Paul like Stamets. Where? Isn't it Paul? There it is. That was his name, Paul Stamets. Yeah. Um, there you go. Look him up. He he's given some TED talks on on just fungus and, and it's really cool. Yeah, man. I um I already loved mushrooms, um, but now I'm just really even more fascinated with them and I just uh kinda wanna go I don't know, I'm I've I have a different approach to it now. I just I, this time around doing it. I didn't feel like it wasn't, I didn't have the party approach vibe. Mm-hmm. It was a different connection that I just felt with it this time. And it felt really good. And I felt really open afterwards. And it was just the, the boost that I needed going camping. Number one, being outside, being connected to nature, disconnecting from my phone completely right. for the whole weekend, like didn't even go on and then doing mushrooms and feeling just really amazing and being connected to some really cool people and having really good conversations and just laughing, you know, all of that was what I really needed. Cause man, after, you know, we've shared with you guys, we've been in a funk. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It's been a rough past two months. And so this was just a little boost that I needed to get out of that. So that that's, thank you. Thank you. Mushrooms. Thank you. Campalooza. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Mother nature. So yeah, uh, this documentary gets our, stamp of approval absolutely sure um watch it It, it's totally worth it you'll see you know just the things that they're doing you know with fungus is is insane um you know down to like cancer treatments down Mm -hmm. to obviously um that's stuttering psilocybin helps people with um uh what were they saying with uh depression mm-hmm. and such like that there's just a lot of good stuff there's people uh that are making okay I, I, again this is a spoiler but this this guy grew a mushroom that will break down cigarette filters yeah that is dope yeah because it, if you can have it just that would eliminate an incredible amount of waste exactly that's what i'm saying it's just the possibilities are endless and it's so it's really cool that we have something that we can cultivate and, and use to break down all the trap. It, it's, it's, you know, what it is, it's the silver lining in the bullshit of all of what's been happening to our planet and seeing that, you know, this water crisis we're having and just everything that's happening. It's like, okay, mushrooms could help us out a little here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, we- it sounds like a long stretch, but you never know. And there's so know. many of them. Um, we just we can't recommend it enough. It's it was it was just really <laughs> we cool. loved we it. really loved it. It's like I think we're talking Let's it watch up it too again. much, but uh, maybe not because it was really great. <laughs> yeah, it was. Really, I mean, it's science. What's cooler than science? The shit is real. Like <laughs> science, science, man. <laughs> 
Oh my you know, goodness! Uh, we, we didn't get to is that I watched the White Lotus. We can talk about that next week. No, I, just talk about it now. You want to talk let's, about it? Right let's now? end on White Lotus. Oh God! Do we want to end there? It wasn't that great. <laughs> oh, there's your review of White Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> my throat is on fire yeah we want to say sorry for the fact that we've been sounding like complete ass this entire show i sound crazy sorry i sound like a smoker <sighs> i sound like marge simpson <laughs> That's impressive. it's more like a patty selma thing. yeah it's more like um what do i sound like right now oh my god it's on the tip of my tongue but i can't figure it out you sound like uh, you sound like Robin Williams' brother in <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Are we giving it Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. God, what's that guy's name? I love Harvey that. something. Uh, that's that's exactly what you sound like. <laughs> totally nailed it. Uh, um. Okay. Well, before my voice vocal cords completely disintegrate. Um. I watched White Lotus. I watched it without Omar because he was just kind of like, whatever. And I had been hearing, you know, people here and there, small talk. Oh, have you seen White Lotus? Have you seen White Lotus? And I was like, you know, I keep hearing about this. Let me throw this on see what right. it's about. Didn't know anything about it. Didn't know the premise. Um, but, okay. Hmm. Where do I begin? Um, for me, it just felt like it lacked a bit of substance. And it felt a bit anticlimactic for me, but it's weird for me to say that because I do enjoy some movies and series where it's just like a piece where you're watching people. Like I don't slice of life. Exactly. Like typically I do enjoy that, but for some reason this one just, and I don't know if it's because I wanted more from it than that. Mm -hmm. I, it just kind of annoyed me more than anything. Like, I, I just like, come on, something happened. Let's <laughs> go. Like it, the beginning was very slow. And for me, the last two episodes were like, what kind of saved it. I was like, okay, finally some action is happening. Right. And the last two episodes were, you know, kind of picked it up and then it was over. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of boring and it felt like, in moments when something could have happened, they just played loud music. Mm-hmm. And it was just a scene of nothing <laughs> with long, loud music. And it was just like, what am I even watching? I will tell you what kept me going and what I did enjoy about it was the fact that it was filmed and took place in Hawaii. And I love right. Hawaii. So looking at Hawaii and listening to Hawaiian music isn't the worst thing ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was okay with that. But yeah, as a whole, it was like, meh. It was meh for me. It was, you know, it was just a stuffy white family that didn't realize how privileged they were. Mm-hmm. And th- there was a lot of themes of that, of privilege versus non-privilege. Um, and Jennifer Coolidge is in it, which I normally love. She plays an alcoholic. It, I don't Jennifer know. Coolidge? Yeah. Isn't that her name? Did I say that wrong? Uh, I don't know. Are you talking about the mom? She's mom. Isn't that her name? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. This guy. Well, I didn't watch it, but the only, the, when you were talking about, like, I thought you were referring to the mother of the family. No, that's Britain. I don't remember. Connie Britain. Connie Britain. Yeah. But yeah, Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. I saw her when, when I was 
walking by <laughs> and saw you. <laughs> and you knocked yourself out. Oh, you think? Did you hear that? Yes. Oh, I just hit my headphones with my phone. It sounded loud. <laughs> I got to stop talking with my hands. <laughs> um, Yeah, she's in it. She plays an alcoholic and she's there to like distribute her mother's ashes. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I cannot tell you. Those are the only things that I can notice of what I, I guess I didn't really like about it. But it was just something that was just like, ah. I guess that's all that, that there is that I didn't like about it. It just didn't. It's missing something for me majorly. Well, they did do an interview. Like, again, I didn't watch it. Right. Um, but they did do an interview with the uh, with the creator. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Mike White. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you a picture of him. Okay. You recognize him? Yeah. Remember School of Rock? Oh, okay. <laughs> he lived with, like, Jack Black lived with him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but... There's a there's like an article, you know, interview with him. I, I mean, where it literally it says Mike White accepts the criticism. Interesting. The White Lotus creator understands if you feel conflicted about that ending. So does he. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes on, you know, it, it's pretty long. So I don't you know, there's, I can't really break it all down. Interesting. But it, it is funny because they did ask him. <laughs> it They said, uh you dangle the mystery of an identified dead body from the beginning. Right. And it clearly propels the series. That's the so only that's how reason. it starts. Somebody's, there's a dead body and you don't know who it is, right? And you're trying to figure out who is that dead body. Okay. And here's the second part of the question. He goes, but it also seems as if you're making a bit of a joke of how, about how much audiences love a dead body that needs to be explained. Hmm. So it's kind of like he's saying, okay, I know... The, the question is like, you know that we love a dead body, but then you didn't give us anything, anything about that else. body, which is what you're complaining yes. about yes. right now. <laughs> yes. Like there was just so many. It, you were just watching people on vacation. You were watching a dysfunctional family on vacation. You were watching, you know, um, that they had privilege and that they have this other girl. I can't remember her name, but now her character, Paula, is is her character. Um and she looks like she's mixed like either she's like black and white or she's got like pacific islander she's got something in her mm-hmm. um and she's with her white f- friends that are, excuse me her white friend and her white family and mm-hmm. so there's a bit of a culture clash there of them not knowing that they're offending her in certain moments and there's a lot of themes of that in there as well yeah. um and then she i don't know i don't i'm trying not to give the show away too much well i mean but we always do that. We're you like, don't are want we going to watch spill- anyway? <laughs> <laughs> but but basically, it's just that, right? You're just kind of watching these families, and then you're watching Jennifer try to figure out at what point is she going to release her mom, and she's mm-hmm. also admitting that she's an alcoholic. So it's just these things that these people are dealing with, but it's nothing. They don't really cross over too much to where you're you're like okay, maybe this person killed this person or did the wife kill herself or like, you're just, there's nothing. They give you nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, yeah. So. (laughs) Just nothing but awkward silence and Hawaiian music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's funny because his response, and of course this is all. And an ass eating scene. (laughs) See, and you don't want people to see that. 
Here's the funny thing is that Nadia is telling me how much she doesn't like this show. Kind of like how I was I, with but Manifest. I exactly, but I well, didn't hate it. You didn't well, hate Manifest either. I didn't either. hate Manifest. Yeah. I just, I gave, it was kind of weird. We're complaining about the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like, look, we want to know the answer to this one question you, right. you posed at the beginning. And you're not fucking giving it to me. Right. And this is just one season of like what? How many episodes was it? Eight, six, I six. Think. I think. Like, yo, manifest. They were long <laughs> though. Manifest was a ton, and I went three seasons, and they never I can't told believe me anything. You did that. Um, but he kind of just—he basically says that, yeah, he just thought it was a good idea. He's like, I knew I wanted somebody to die. Uh, <laughs> he goes, any. He, he he literally says, I knew I wanted somebody to die anyway, so it was like, let's you know, let's lead with that as a hook. And that's a perfectly good. So he started this without even knowing who he was gonna, who was where the story was gonna go. No, no, he he knew that somebody was dying. Like there was a character that was gonna die. So he's like, why don't I just put that at the beginning and lead with that? Got it. I mean, I'll read you the whole quote just so that it doesn't sound. I guess it's weird, but he says when after he asked him about that, he says that um when he said that you're making a, a joke about people who really want to know about that, he says. I'm a type of creator who's had good critical responses sometimes, but I've struggled to get people to show up and watch. Mm. So he's like, yo, people have given me love, but I don't get the views, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he just said, you know, having a little hook, that's what made him laugh. He was, he says he laughs and he says, so having he a little hook. I knew, I, I knew somebody was going to die. So why didn't I start that? And he, and I will say Mike White's a, it's, he's, I, I really like the guy he's written, uh, on and has written completely a, a lot of stuff that you like or that you might not know like school of rock like i said is one he did orange county remember the movie orange county mm-hmm, um, i like that movie yeah pitch perfect mm, uh nacho libre it. love like yeah so, so jack black's his man yeah oh, him and jack black they're like this son <laughs> <laughs> but see those movies now that you say that especially orange county orange county is like a slice of life piece you're just kind of watching this family, mm-hmm. and and I can totally see um, him. I I can see that he made this. I can see that now. So again, didn't hate it. It just felt a bit uneventful, and that I was like clinging on to the fact of who died, who did it, who was it, right. how did it happen, and that strung me along. I probably may have lost interest if it didn't have that. So, without giving spoilers, you find out who it is, though, at the end. Yes, you do. So, there would be no second season? I don't know, because... If, okay. If there was a second <laughs> season, mm-hmm. would you watch it? I'd have to see the trailer. <laughs> because they are saying that it's about... It could possibly be about another family. Uh, or another set of people at the white at, lotus at the hotel yeah that's what the hotel is called right they, they is don't what it is? yeah the hotel is called the white lotus yeah, and during filming they're in hawaii they never leave the resort the whole thing is taking place at the white lotus mm-hmm. which i guess some families do go to hawaii and never leave the resort <laughs> yeah yeah I've, 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 did, I almost did that once like i think we went to go see pearl harbor but the rest of the stuff was just chilling in the that's resort boring but i mean i'm sure it's also a it was also something that was easier to do during COVID. Well, it was right? COVID, like, yeah, hey. exactly. Like, yeah, like what they call what they call in TV what they call bottle episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they talked about it on the Friends reunion, where it's like, look, we needed an episode where they don't leave the apartment, right? Because we're trying to keep costs low, or we want to, right? You know, 
So yeah, makes were, sense. You know, it worked out. He's like, yeah, I've yeah. got something that can exist in one single location. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. There's Nadia's review of <laughs> the I, White I, Lotus. I will right. I will say like, I just had recently had a client, and she asked me. She goes, "Are you watching White Lotus?" And I said, "Yeah." And then she really loved it. Okay. And her thing was that she just liked that she w- it felt real to her. That it just felt like she yeah, was like watching real people, on vacation. real people on vacation. And that she hated the guy, the husband, the newly, there's a newlywed couple, that she hated him so much. But then she was like, oh, that means he's doing a good job. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, exactly. Because right. he's like, oh. evoking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he and I will say that character, he does do a good job because you really just are like, this guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I love Steve Zahn, too. He's a great actor. Yeah, Steve Zahn's great in everything. Yeah. Um, and everyone did a good job. The acting was really good. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them that. That was a positive review that somebody I knew liked it. Um, and I can understand it. I can understand it. it. I just needed a little bit more. Well, feel free to let us know if you <laughs> liked it or why we should or shouldn't watch or why I should or shouldn't watch Right. It. The next thing that I'm dying to watch. Mm-hmm. Excuse you, Penny. Penny. Does not care at all what you're God, so rude. We didn't even talk about the fact that we took the dogs camping. <laughs> they had a miserable time. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't care. But what's the other show you said you wanted to watch? Uh, I really want to watch this Val documentary about Val Kilmer. Oh, that's right. We should watch that. I really want to watch that. It looks really good. Um, I've a really big fan of Val Kilmer. I think he's a great actor and I had no idea that he was dealing with some sort of, I don't know if it's throat cancer or what it is, but he has now lost his ability to speak freely and needs the assistance of like a voice box thing. Wow. It's really sad. Um, and you think of somebody who is so, he's a very vivacious actor, you know what I mean? So animated, is that not the right word? Vivacious? Is that only for women? <laughs> Your face when I said that. What would you say? Charismatic? Is that better? I, I, I think he's charismatic. <laughs> I wouldn't call him vivacious. Doesn't that mean the same shit? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It doesn't, it's not like gender specific. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. maybe. I think vivacious says charismatic is the same thing. Look, it's typically used as a woman. For a woman. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, it's like look she's you know really like animated and like i could call you vivacious right it's not typically which is why i was just kind of like but yes it all fits <laughs> if you think that he is lively and he is lively animated. <laughs> he was poor guy um but yeah he was always known to have a camcorder on him at all times throughout his career and his old early years. So he's got a lot of really interesting footage throughout his career, whether it's hanging out with Kevin Bacon or, you know, on behind the scenes of, of a movie he was filming. So he just documented everything and they compiled into this documentary and he talks about his journey in, in finding out that he's sick and all the way up to now where he can't really speak. So it looks really moving and powerful, and I'm really interested in watching it. Well, maybe we'll be able to talk about that yeah. next week. So if you guys want to check that out, I cannot remember now where it was, though. It's on Amazon? 
It's on Amazon. Yeah, it's okay. on Amazon Prime. Got it. Yeah. Mad well, Morgan. <laughs> Mad Morgan forever. I can't, I can't wait to see the Willow footage. <laughs> there better be some Willow footage in that. that. I think that's my favorite role he played. <laughs> so we got to watch Tombstone again. You know, I don't know if I saw or Tombstone. Or not fall asleep during heat. Like I know. Time. There's a lot. Ghosts in the Darkness. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Then he played Batman. Yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> uh, but he did it. He did And there's it. behind the scenes footage. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to call that a show. I'm sure there's other things that happened on our camping trip that we forgot to tell you about. However, we are possibly going to do... <laughs> I'm going to say it so that it forces us to do it. Sounds good. Okay. We're going to do a couch quickie on camping. So if you guys have any suggestions on what we can talk about at camping we already have our list of shit that we want to talk about but maybe you guys have some funny stories or interesting points or whatever send them our way we'll do a couch quickie on camping and um, if there's anything we forgot about this camping trip to share catch it in the next couch quickie episode (laughs) that's right thanks a lot for listening once again I am Omar this is Nadia signing on our social media what are they again (laughs) Profiles. Where, what are we? What are, what are we? we? What are we? We are We Everywhere Baby Podcast and at Naughty Moham Official and at OMRVLZ. That's right. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. We Everywhere Baby.